It's prediction time. Boston College versus NC State. Who will win the battle of the ACC Atlantic on Saturday? All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. If this is your first listen every morning, I want to thank you. If you've made this part of your routine, whether it's while you're taking a walk, walking your dog, you know, in the car, doing dishes, whatever you're doing, thank you. We have seen such a growth of Locked On our show in terms of listens, and I, I want to thank all of you for that because I think it's it's – uh, a testament to your dedication to the show, and, and it means a lot to me that you're doing that. On today's show, we're going to dive in and give our predictions. I'm going to be joined by Eric Hostis shortly later in the show, and he's going to talk about this game. We're going to look around the games around the ACC. You get to hear his thoughts. He's a he's a betting man, and he'll give his, his wagers on uh, some of the big games of the weekend. And we'll talk about what he thinks about BC versus um, NC State. So let's get off. Uh, before we get into the predictions, I want to jump in and talk about who the key players are for Saturday's game. Yesterday, we talked about what were the keys are for BC to win the game. We talked about how on offense, you know, Grossell needs to limit mistakes. On defense, they need to uh, make a turnover or two. Those are the big keys. But who are the players that are going to be integral for Boston College to win? Now, I have an off-topic uh, answer, and one person I'm going to say is going to be key in this game is Grant Carlson. As I said before on yesterday's show, I think Saturday's game is going to be a slog. I don't expect this to be a battle, a high-flying battle between two uh, like prolific offenses. I think both teams' defenses will probably be, get the better of both teams. And who will be important if that happens? That would be the D, the special teams, excuse me. And Grant Carlson, who averages about 48 yards a punt, he will be key in this game. Because if he can flip the field, if he can make uh, Devin Leary march down that field and do 80, 90 yards every time, it's going to be a lot harder for NC State to make big plays. So I think Grant Carlson is one of my three players to watch. Another player I'm going to say is Zay Flowers. And you're like, yeah, of course Zay Flowers is a big one. But here's why. You know, Zay Flowers has had some good games. You know, the the um, the Colgate game, he had seven touches for 150 yards. He looked every bit the playmaker. But since then, he's had some nice games, but you haven't seen him explode yet. You're just waiting for him to explode. He had that big catch against Mizzou. He's had big catches here or there, but he hasn't taken over a game. This is the perfect game for Zay Flowers to take over, and here is why. Yesterday, I said that Dennis Grossell needs to do small, manageable things to win this game. And and to do that, you need to get the ball to your playmakers. You need to get them the ball so they can do the bigger things with their feet. Who's the biggest one to do that? Zay Flowers. He's the most dynamic. He's the most explosive player Boston College has on their offense. Get him the ball. Target him as much as you can and let him do things with his legs to win this game. I think he's going to be the big one. I, I expect Pat Garwell and that offensive line to have big games too, but Zay Flowers could be that X factor. We haven't said it yet, but he could be the guy that turns the tide in this game. On the defensive side, who is going to be a key in this game? It's going to be Isaiah Graham Mobley for me. 
And he's been the, the X factor a couple times in my mind, but this game is important. I don't see BC being able to get home and uh, being, uh, you know, like to turn around their pass rush in this game. I don't see them able to all of a sudden, you know, after games of like no sacks, all of a sudden be able to get to this quarterback and really get pressure. What they're going to do is mix things up. And when you mix things up, what player can you do the most with to mix it up? That is the linebacker position because you can move Graham Mobley into into uh, pass coverage. You can have him uh, rush the quarterback. You can have him uh, stunt. You can have him uh, in spy on Devin Leary. You can do a million different things with him. If he has a good game, if he can cover the middle of the field, if he can get home and get to the quarterback here or there or make a big play, Boston College's defense will have a good game. I think BC's defense needs to be able to kind of limit the mistakes they make in the middle because those 15-yard chunk plays that they give up and they've done it for all the all season can can kill them. But Graham Mobley is the kind of player that can take that over. And we've seen the defense get better. They gave up a ton of yards against Clemson, but they um they they kind of clamped down when it came to the you know, between the 20 yard line and that's what they got to do. So I want to see Graham Mobley have a big game. I want to see him be that factor in the red zone as well. And, you know, and really give BC the chance to get off the field with only three points or get out the field with a missed field goal attempt. I think they can do it. So he's my, my X factor. So there's my three big players that need to have big games. Zay flowers, Isaiah Graham Mobley and Grant Carlson. And my final factor in this game is you the 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 fans that are going to be at the game you are going to be the x factor in this game if you make alumni stadium loud if you make it rocking that will give boston college the home field advantage they need to win this game i'm not saying this as a bc honk i'm saying this as an objective person when the fans go crazy in a football game it makes it harder for the opposing teams to win and Devin Leary, you want to put him into the most hostile environment that he can get into so that it makes it harder for him to make the passes that he can make. Boston College and Alumni Stadium have a tendency at night games to be crazy. This is the perfect game to be crazy. I know all of you out there are dying for Boston College to get their first win against a top 25 team since 2014. This is your chance. Get loud. And as Jeff Halfley said, get in your seat on time and be ready to cheer for the team as they come out of the tunnel. I'll be up in the uh, the press box for this game and I'll be looking for you. Um, we're really excited for a, a big game uh, on Saturday. So you'll hear full coverage on BC Bulletin on Twitter uh, at AJBlack underscore BC and on Lockdown Boston College. We'll have full recaps of the game. Now, in a moment, we're going to have Eric Hofstis on and we'll get right into the predictions. I'm going to save the final segment towards ACC predictions. I, I know you want to hear what his prediction is for Saturday's game. So you're going to need to check that out. But before we get into that, let's take a break and talk about Bill Barr. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate, and it is delicious. They come in nine specialty flavors. They have all these overstock flavors right now, so if there's some specialty ones that you've tried in the past that you want, you can get it probably right now at BuiltBar.com. But if you don't, they have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and my favorite cookies and cream. And if you haven't tried it yet, you can always get the mix box. You get two of each of you like of the original nine flavors. Why are they so good? They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, or 4 to 5 grams of sugar. If you order today and use promo code LOCKED15, 
you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am so excited. We had an off week last week, so Eric took a, a, a little hiatus, but he's back today to talk about Boston College and NC State. Eric Hostis, how you doing? I'm good. I'm fired up after the bye week and ready to roll. All right. So today, Eric's going to stop by. The first segment, we're going to talk about our predictions for the game. He's going to give his analysis because I love getting a different perspective on Saturday's game. And then we'll talk a little bit on the third segment about games from around the country because there's some really interesting games that we're going to want to talk about. So, Eric, BC and, and NC State, this is a close game. I, I think it matches up pretty well. Where are you in terms of how this game looks for Boston College? Well, I think I think the first question I'll need answered that we won't know until Saturday is is uh, how Halfley gets the boys to respond. I mean, they that Clemson game everyone has circled as the biggest game of the year, and that they they lost that in such heartbreaking fashion. Um, it's it it was a frustrating game because they they probably played like I don't know like a what would you call it? A C plus B minus game. That yep. certainly wasn't the best they could have played and they almost beat Clemson. Um, so now you get, you get a bye week to kind of refocus. And so that's going to be number one for me. Like, let's, let's see, let's, let's see how Halfley can get the boys to respond. Cause listen, not every coach is good at that. Um, and good at swing momentum. In fact, that's, that's probably what separates a lot of the really good coaches from just the good coaches is they not only are they good X's and O's guys, but emotionally they can get their guys to rebound after a really tough loss. So th- that's the first thing. So assuming, assuming Halfley does that, I like BC in this game. You know, I think, I think, I think NC state has a really good defense, but believe it or not, and you won't get this kind of insight on every BC site, but, uh, Peyton Wilson is out for NC state, which with, I, I think is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, he's considered a first team, all ACC linebacker. So that's a defensive hurt. player of the year in the ACC too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a huge deal, um, for NC state and their, their defense has been very good this year. You know, they you find them in the top 20 nationally in a bunch of categories, but you know, I think, I think they're a tier down from the Clemson defense. So, um, that's, you know, BC just had to play Clemson on the road against a better defense. And, um, so I, I think they're ready. I, I think this game falls great. Um, and, and that aspect that they played probably the toughest defense they're going to go up against all year. And now they get, you know, another tough one, but with, with one of their key players out and they get them at home. Um, so they don't have to deal with the crowd noise. So, um, definitely some good things in BC's favor there. And I, I, I switch over to the other side of the ball. Um, you know, I, 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 it's tough to compare NC State's offense and Clemson's. Um, NC State's is better statistically, um, but I got to tell you, I've I've watched NC State's offense a few times, and um, listen, um, Bam, he's a he, he's a good running back. Okay, he's one of the best in the, the ACC. But um, when we talk about the passing game, like I, I watch these NC State receivers and. With all due respect, they kind of remind me of like the old BC wide receivers on, on some older BC teams. What I mean by that is like each guy has like one or two like really good traits. Like they'll have the one of their receivers I, I noticed is, and you can figure out each guy, I'm sure, without me calling them out. But, um, 
you know, they'll have a tall, athletic, very well-built wide receiver, but he doesn't know how to use his body. So it's, it's almost like it's a waste of him being out there. They'll have, they'll have a very sure handed receiver that maybe isn't the fastest um, and, and, and best of being able to get open. And then they'll have a speed demon on the outside. And this guy's not necessarily great at catching the ball, even though he can get open. Like it's kind of a, it's kind of a weak group group of, of big play receivers on NC state. So I think that, I think that could be the deciding factor is, is those guys going against all the playmakers that the BC offense has. And um, we, we can talk about it more, but um, I, I think, I think Dennis Purcell bounces back. We, um, I, I, I'm sure you saw it on Twitter, but we, we had a lot of people hating on him yep. during and after the Clemson game. I don't know about you, AJ, but I'm, I'm really not ready to uh, give up on him yet. Hey, I'm definitely not. I'm right there with you because I, he's not perfect, but, yeah the drop off that you're going to get from Dennis Grossell to Matt Reeve or D- Dalen Menard is, is drastic. And you don't need to see practice to see that Jeff Halfley says it himself. <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? It, it's comes from the coaches. You listen to the press conference. He talks about how well prepared Dennis Grossell is. Those other guys are young or they're not as polished as he is. Um, and I totally agree with you. What you were saying with the wide receivers. And I, I mentioned that in the first segment, you know, for me, one of the biggest factors in this game is how Frank Signetti kind of continues to tinker with his offense a little bit to tailor it more towards Grossell's strengths. Mm-hmm. He can't go back there and huck 30, 30 yard bombs because he's not yeah. going to win games if he does that. What he needs to do is do the short, quick out type of stuff with his wide receivers who are very good and let Zay Flowers use his legs to make it a 30 yard play. Let Z- let Jaden Williams do it. Let Trey Barry do it. And I think if they continue to kind of tinker with that and make make it so it's like instinctual to Grossell, make it so that he just gets the ball out of his hand as fast as possible. I think that's going to be a big factor for his success moving forward. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think you are seeing the offense kind of get tailored to Grossell a little bit more each week, and I'm sure the bye weeks only going to help and to your point you made too about the younger quarterbacks um you know whether you're listening to Halfley or I'm sure you've you've talked to guys you've been at some practices everyone I talk to says the younger quarterbacks are not close to being ready right now um so I you know hey talk to me again in in five six weeks if 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 we get surprised and BC goes on some kind of really bad losing streak, you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe then I'll talk about that. But with the ACC still up for grabs and, and a great season still within grasp. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not jumping off Grossell yet. And so I wanted to ask you a question, Eric, I, I had mentioned one of the biggest factors going into this game and I don't know how to say it otherwise, other than alumni stadium gets weird during night games. It's just a weird place to play. It gets <laughs> it gets loud. It, the fans are a little lubed up. Do you think that's going to be a big factor going into Saturday night? I think so. And they got you know some rare good luck for BC. I saw the uh, the Red Sox game is is scheduled for what is it four or four thirty. Yep. So it should uh, uh, got to knock on wood with baseball, but it should be close to wrapping up around when, the time when BC is kicking off. So. Um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna have a lot of people interested in this game, and and uh, like you said, yeah, I've I've been to I've been to many night games at alumni, and 
although it's not known as a loud place, it does get loud at night for big games. Um, it's certainly a different atmosphere than one of those uh, 1230 kickoffs in the afternoon. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to play a big part in this game, too. All right. So, Eric, I got two questions to you and then we're going to get your tier predictions. Boston College wins this game if they do blank. If they don't turn the ball over too much and give NC State a short field, I, I think BC is the better better team in this game. And, um, you know, like I said, unless unless there's there's lots of turnovers, I, I think they match up pretty well against this team. They're going to pull off the upset. All right. So uh, let's get to your predictions. I'll give you my prediction, too. I'll let you go first. Will Boston College get their first AP Top 25 win since USC in 2014? I'm guessing you're going to say yes, based off of what you've already said. Yes, absolutely. I like uh, BC to win 27 to 20. All right. I agree with you. I have them. I talked to Kenton Gibbs, who's a former NC State linebacker, uh, defensive tackle, who who is the host of Locked on Wolfpack. And I said 24-20, and I'll stick with that. I think Boston College will win close. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I like Boston College in this game, though. I think the home field advantage is going to be the key factor, and I think Grossell is going to have one of those games that people are going to kind of lay off him a little bit more after this, but I think the defense will be the big factor in this game. Now, Eric, in a moment, we're going to talk about games around the country and around the ACC. But before we do that, let me chat a little bit about betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline is your number one source for everything football. Head over to their website right now and use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means you put $100 in, they're going to give you 50 bucks. That's a win right there. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head on over to Bet Online where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I'm here with Eric Hobbs. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe uh, to Locked On Boston College wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. On Monday, we're going to dive in with Mitch Wolf to talk about this weekend's game. We'll have instant reactions and get into all the nitty-gritty of Saturday's game. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the ACC. And it's a this year is unique because it's a crapshoot in both divisions. You have... Both divisions seem to be up for grabs, even though the Coastal seems like it's more locked in at Pittsburgh right now. Now, Eric, what's, we're going to go over some of the odds, and I'm going to get your better's take on some of these games. And these are all based off of uh, lines on betonline.ag. So Friday, I this was a game that I think is going to be closer than people think. And it's Clemson and Syracuse. Cle- Syracuse, we talked about BC being a weird place to play at night. Syracuse is a very weird place to play on Friday night. They beat uh, Clemson in 2017 in the Carrier Dome. They beat Liberty earlier this year on a Friday night in Carrier Dome. They are a 13 and a half point underdog in this game. And I think that might have to do with Clemson trying to figure things out. Will they figure it out and will they cover Eric? Uh, I don't, I just don't see how they, they figure it out. The offense looks so broken. I don't think you can fix that in a, in a bye week. And like you said, Syracuse has some magic Dino Babers on Friday nights. You mentioned two of them. I know they beat 
They beat Virginia Tech. Uh, they had a big upset win a couple of years ago on a Friday night as well. Like he just has that Friday night magic. So I am taking the cues in this one. I don't even know if Clemson can score 14 points in a game. Never mind cover or something of that number. They, and they Clemson has to figure something out. DJ DJ Uyagalale is not as bad of a quarterback as he looks, but they are not doing him any favors in the offense that they put around him because they're trying right now to make him look like Trevor Lawrence and he's clearly not. Um, they got to figure something out with him, and I don't think they do it this week. Me either. All right. Interesting game. I, I'm I'm curious about I, at this point in the season. There's some really curious, interesting ones. 12:30 start. Duke and Virginia. This game's going to feature Mateo Durant, one of the best running backs in the country, against Virginia, who ranks 113th in the country in pass def- uh, rush defense. But on the other hand, Brandon Armstrong is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Can Durant keep up? I don't think so. It's a 10 and a half point spread. I got Virginia in this one. Where do you, where do you fall? Um, I'm going to take the points in a weird game, but I'm going to preface that, but that if you broke of all the games we picked all year, if, if you went like team by team, the one I have not gotten right once is Virginia. I've gotten them wrong every single week, <laughs> even though, even though I'm probably having the best gambling year of my career, Virginia is totally my kryptonite right now. So I'll, I'll take Duke and I'll say I'm probably going to be wrong because I just can't pick them. <laughs> All right. Next, 3.30, it is Miami at UNC. These are two of the most disappointing teams in the ACC. We should have seen the UNC uh, writing on the wall, but I think everyone fell in love with Sam Howell. Uh, they are three and three, and they had a disappointing loss to Florida State last week um, in a game that uh, Mac Brown blamed basically me um, and every other <laughs> media member that says that we were the ones that uh, pumped them up too much. Um, however, it's a seven and a half point spread. Uh, Miami just lost to Eric King for the season. They have freshman Tyler Van Dyke, who is a very highly thought of freshman, but he's a freshman. I got UNC in this game for seven and a half. What do you got? Um, yeah. So if, even if B, even if Miami had King, I wouldn't take them getting seven and a half right now. Um, so I definitely not, I'm not taking them without King. And, um, I just want to pat, pat Mac Brown on the back, um, a little sarcastically, but actually very seriously, because I have been fading North Carolina every week, uh, <laughs> this season. I've been making a lot of money doing that. So I think it's going to have to stop with Miami, but, uh, I will hit that under 63 points. Cause I don't, I don't know how they're going to hit that with how bad this Miami offense is. Now I talked about it on locked on ACC. Does Manny Diaz come back next year? I, not unless like it's it, not, not unless it's a financial thing. I mean, it's, it's, you can tell, like sometimes I think people jump on coaches and say that they, they're, they're not the right fit way too early, but as a kind of a closet Miami fan from my childhood, I can tell you Manny does not have it and they need to move on. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of coaches, I got too hard on too early. There's a battle of two of them, and that is Pat Narduzzi and Pittsburgh against Virginia Tech. I honestly, at this point, I think that Pittsburgh is the best team in the ACC. I think they're better than Wake Forest. I, if you're going to give me Kenny Pickett in in a in an ACC battle uh, for the title against Wake Forest, I would take him in a heartbeat. I think he's the best player in the ACC right now. Well, I, the pro- the problem with that is you also have to take old Pat Narduzzi with you. And I, I think he is very due for one of those Pat Narduzzi games. So personally, I'm going to take V tech and, and think Pat Narduzzi doesn't know how to cover that in a hostile environment in the road. Who you got? I got Pitt. I, I, 
I'm I'm buying high on Pitt right now. I think that, as I said, I think Pickett's enough to cover the Narduzzi uh, woes, and I think he's going to win this game. And I, again, it's against Virginia Tech, who is another coach I don't particularly care for, Justin Fuente. I think that Narduzzi will win that game. And uh, we already talked about NC State, so that's it for the ACC. Let's look around the top 25. There's some other games I think that are worth looking at. Um, let's first look at Oklahoma again, Oklahoma state against Texas. The red river rivalry game last week was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And can Texas bounce back? They're a four point favorite against number 12. I mean, number 12 C uh, yeah, sorry. Number 12, Oklahoma state. Where do you got in this one, Eric? You know, it. we kind of forced out a little earlier unintentionally, but I said, I think Jeff Hathley is a guy that can pick his team up after a tough loss and get them, get them off the mat and to rally for him. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian's that guy. So I am going to fade Texas in this one and go with Okie state. I'm going to go with you that one too. I like Bijan Robinson a lot, but that was such a gut punch um, yeah. for Texas last weekend. I don't, I don't think they're going to cover for that one. Um, next Oak. Uh, it's the ESPN game day game of the, uh, of the week. And it's, I think, the third time they've covered Georgia because I think they had the Clemson-Georgia game. They covered Georgia, and I forget who the other team was. And now they have Georgia again against Kentucky. It's number one Georgia, a 22.5-point favorite against Kentucky. It's 22.5 points, but that defense is absolutely absurd. I'm taking Georgia in this one. Yeah, I've tried. See, I, I, I don't. I hate the Georgia offense, and I think JT Daniels is going to end up losing them a game. But uh, I'm with you that that Georgia defense is so dominating. Like I, I cannot get in front of them anymore. I've tried to do it a time or two this year and uh, have been burned. So I am not doing it again. Jordan Davis, who I think is like six six three forty and moves like a linebacker, is impossible for defense offenses to block, and yeah. they have other offense defensive weapons all around him that make it even like one of the best offense defenses in the country. And, you know, you mentioned JT Daniels. I don't even think he's playing. I think it's going to be Stenson Bennett again. Oh um, God. So that, yeah, I, I watched him play. Uh, I watched him play and all they did was run the ball the whole game. And it, I think he threw like nine times. It didn't even matter though. Like that's that they're just a machine right now. Yep. And then finally we'll stick with the sec. Ole Miss against Tennessee. Tennessee is playing very well with Hendon Hooker, who I think is becoming more and more of an indictment that Justin Fuente had no idea what to do with him. It's a two and a half point spread, but this could be an interesting game. Matt Corral in that as in that Mississippi offense against Hendon Hooker, who looks really good with the volunteers. Who do you have in this one? You hate Justin Fuente, man. I, I, I'm not a fan <laughs> of him. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I didn't. I, I almost surprised me last last week with that la, last minute win. Um, they I I didn't think Lane Kiffin was a guy that would have his team bounce back after getting absolutely killed the week before. But give credit to them, they did, and um, I think they win and cover this week. All right, Eric. Before you go, totally off topic. At this point in the season, who do you have winning the ACC? Oh, Boston College, of course. All right, I love your thinking, Eric. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, fi- find all my uh, hot college takes uh, under EJ and then my last name Hofsis H-O-F-F-S-E-S at EJ Hofsis and uh, all my barbecue stuff is under Hoffa B-B-Q thanks AJ 
All right. Thanks, Eric. And we'll see you again next week when we are talking about the Louisville Cardinals. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Make sure to follow our site on BC Bulletin and our podcast at Locked on BC. Thank you all again. And I will be live at Boston College. I am covering the game in the press box on Saturday. So stay tuned to my Twitter account and BC Bulletin for full analysis. And if I get a chance, I will definitely go Locked on Live after the game. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.